Welcome to Absolute Comics, everyone. The show that Sal and I bring to you every Tuesday right here at the Comic Story and Podcast Network, where we sit around and we talk about the latest news and stuff happening in comic books, or comic book movies, or comic book TV shows, or pretty much it's comic-themed. It's what we do here. Uh, yeah, generally we talk about it all. And we're also sponsored by G Fuel, which you could use the code COMICS at checkout to get 10% off of your order. There's someone else here who's working out his own G Fuelness, who's a guest for... Oh, he's already got his G Fuelness worked out. <laughs> There's <laughs> someone else here who's joining us to discuss today's topics. Someone you guys all remember. Someone you, or you may remember, or you might not remember. I do it live too, Sully. My, uh, my intros are all over the place. But that keeps people guessing when I'm going to talk about the topic so they can't skip me. Sully, who are you? Other than your name being Sully, what do you do? <laughs> yes, he got it. He got my name right. I am Sully. I am a free agent nerd. I am a podcaster and I am affiliate Twitch streamer. You can catch me on all my channels, CS Sully, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and you can catch my podcast, Movie Retakes, anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Twitter with the same name. Awesome. Nice. Well, you really Tight. cleaned that up nice with the time. I gave you a heads up this time, so you were thinking about it, right? You were preemptively planning it all out. <laughs> I've, been, I've done it a few times this week. I, I've done a few lives. I've had a little time to workshop it and see what the response is, you know. Excellent. You want to keep it short and concise, unlike what I do? But you also want to get across all the messages, you know? Like when I yep. edit YouTube videos, it's normally like, don't forget to like and subscribe, guys. And you can check out my Patreon and go check me out on Instagram. I'm also over on Twitter and I got this OnlyFans account you can go check out where I do speedo <laughs> art. <you know? laughs> Subscriber. Did, <laughs> did you like that latest one? I did the Captain America speedo, you know? It was, it was, <laughs> the lighting was fantastic. I don't know who your oh, lighting yeah. guy is, but uh, <laughs> stick with him. Stick with him. Or her. Okay, I'm not judging. <laughs> no, it's true. So, guys, uh, today's topic is going to be basically a few things that were announced that relate to comic books. Nothing crazy, though. And then we brought Sully back because we wanted to discuss uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And is it dead? Is it going to live? It's officially over now. Sal and I made that other video in the middle of it, but now it's yep. over. So, what does that mean? So, yeah. let's, why don't we go down the topics first because I got a feeling these are going to be done quick. Oh, yeah. Um... Okay, so the X-Men old lady villain group Horticulture returns to assist in a plans for... You know what? I'm not... We're, we're moving on. We're not even... We're not talking... So, Sally, if you don't know, let me... Let, hold on. Let me see if you if this entices you. And Sal okay. can correct me if I'm incorrect on this. The yeah. X-Men have been weirded all over the place. There's an old lady villain group whose entire purpose is to make plants, and they're fighting the X-Men. Well, they're, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a team of old ladies modeled after the Golden Girls, and their whole conceit is that they, you know, they protect and control gardens and plants, and of course, because the X-Men's entire economy, way of life is plant-based now, it, it brings them into conflict with the X-Men. It, it's, it's very silly, and it's not, and it's played for laughs, but they are a force to be reckoned with. No, and, and they, no. D yeah. Does an and old lady group? This... Are you in, do you are you gonna get the old lady group uh, Funko Pops? Oh man! Well, now now that's a different story. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's already Golden Girls Funko Pops. Yep. So Dorbs, you could actually modify Pez. your own, ladies and gentlemen. I, I feel like there's an Etsy for that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm hard pass that one. That's fair. I will say that tie-in. Uh, it's an Empire X-Men tie-in. It's written by Teeny Howard and Jonathan Hickman. It is part of the X-Men ongoing stuff. So, like, if you were like, oh, I can sleep on this. 
stuff happens in it and it kind of matters to the whole Hickman X-Men run. So it's like, right. it is kind of important and it's very silly and ridiculous. It's, it, it's, <laughs> it's a really fun read and I think it's only like three or four issues. So it's, it, I think it's worth picking up. Huh, nice little side story. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Very weird. If you wanted to know what the fate of Genosha is, if you want to know what Angel's plan is, as far as uh, Xavier's whole vision for the future, there's a lot going on. It's a lot of fun. I, even That's I'm not interested, Sully, so don't don't pretend like you have to be interested. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> No problem. No problem. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to move over to the next one because it relates to topics we don't typically talk about on the show. Uh, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man, Sin's Rising Prelude brings us to the origin story and the history behind the villain Sin Eater. Wait, is Kindred? Is This isn't even Kindred? Okay. No. You got anything you want to say on them making another villain before getting... So, just so you know, Sully, they've been building up uh, this villain, Kin- Kindred, for almost 40 issues now. Yep. Whoa. We don't know who he is, what he does, or what's going on. <laughs> but I guess nope. now they're going to be bringing another villain in. Yeah, it's a classic, like, 70s Spider-Man villain called the Sin Eater. He's actually... The only reason why any Marvel fans might remember him is two things. One, he killed Gene DeWolf, and if you don't know who that is, I don't blame you. It was happened in the 70s. The other <laughs> thing is, uh, his identity was uh, used le- retroactively in a plot line that connected Eddie Brock to Peter Parker. It was very uh, tangential, but it made the whole universe feel really lived in. Sin Eater hasn't been used since his death in, like, 1978 or whatever. So they resurrected him, and now he's, like, actually powered and able to... Do things? Do things. Because he used to be just a police sergeant who uh, shot people with a shotgun. So he's and, Punisher, but bad guy. Yes. Uh, and a cop, as a, unless you follow any origin of the Punisher, which includes a movie. <laughs> in which case, he's already a cop. But yeah, uh, who cares? Sin Eater's back. Yay. Um, (laughs) Like we said, Sully, very quick topics for skimming over. That's why I thought it'd be great to bring you in to talk about San Diego. So I'll move through these last ones real quick. Miles is going to become the leader of a new spider-based hero team called the Order of the Web. That's cool. I mean, they tried that already with him. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll pass. (laughs) That one actually sounds interesting. Uh, Yeah, I I want to see Miles do something other than be young Spider-Man. Because that's what it boils down to a lot of the time. Yes. It's the exact well, same adventures yeah. that Spider-Man has, but on a smaller scale. That, that's what they do with Miles. Like, Yeah. Well, what else are you going to do? He is young Spider-Man. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. He's in a weird place. <laughs> he is. Uh, well, cause, so, Sully, right now, Spider-Man fights these big, everlasting villains, and they're going to destroy all of New York. And Miles is like, I'm going to go find a kidnapped kid. Like, <laughs> right. Stay in, stay in friendly neighborhood version, like yeah. uh, like in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically. Helping that old lady get her churro ba- or get her purse back <laughs> and he gets a churro. That's right. Um, Helly is too quietly renames a character with a name that is ill-conceived reminder of racism and the horrors of war, renaming the villain Jean Greycrow, a.k.a. Scalp Hunter, or simply Greycrow. That yeah. sounds like another thing that just got through, got past the marketing department. We would well, no like, one check it. Nobody was using Scalp Hunter, and when they invented him, there were fewer agencies that were trying to, like, advocate for, you know, more reasonably named, less offensively named superheroes. And now it's like, yeah, you can't get away with calling a character Scalp Hunter. (laughs) I I wouldn't do that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, Tom Taylor is teasing a potential comic book follow-up to the Injustice Universe. As he tweeted out, it, I, I think it could have been different. Batman with the Injustice logo. That, to me, as a huge Injustice fan, you, you, under, you know the Injustice Universe, right, Sully? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the video game, which then became a huge comic book hit, which I think has yep. a ton of toys in all kinds of directions. Um, I think the problem... I don't think they're going to make another Injustice game. Or it's so far out, DC's doing a what-if kind of a thing. That's what I was gonna, I was gonna akin it to. Yep. Yeah, because like we don't have anything else to work with on it, but they already nope. tried that. They had Injustice versus the Masters of the Universe, so it was He Man. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you got me a Motu. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so I love this idea, and we we we've seen the what if option in Injustice because Batman has said like how it could be different. Remember when like uh, they save Lois instead of. She getting killed by Superman, right. and then we go down that path for a while. Um, so I'm in. It'll be, I mean, Taylor. And if you play the video games, which I have, the ending of every single one of them basically boils down to a what if version of the ending. So in theory, mm. everybody who was featured in the game, it's like you played Mortal Kombat, right, Sully? Like oh, way absolutely. back in the day. Okay. Oh, yeah. So the Justice is a little bit newer. I don't know if you actually got to sit down and play Injustice. You know, when a you, little. Okay, but you know when you beat the old school Mortal Kombat towers, you'd get the what if ending for that character. They yep. had all of those for the DC superheroes, so we could very easily do what ifs on all of those. Totally, that's cool. Yeah, um, and that is the biggest one, isn't it? Uh, launched a Heroes at Home comics line with variant covers to support COVID nineteen and the shutdowns. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean that's a cool idea, but Marvels and stuff like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and five days after being promoted to publisher, Jude Myers put is put on administration leave. IDW provided no comment as to why. Yep, Whoa. IDW just lost Chris Rael. Uh He stepped down and is moving on to other things. They promoted Jude Myers, and then five days later, he's gone. Hmm. And wow. they won't say what's going on. And it does kind of suggest, like, hey, maybe Chris knew what was going on and left premature, like preemptively, to avoid mm-hmm. the, the 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 you know the crazy storm that was going to arise from whatever happened at IDW. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. IDW is always in a state of flux, and I always feel bad because like IDW puts out some really good books, and it's like I, I wish they could get their house in order because like I we don't want to lose the last Ronin now. Like, come on, you guys, <laughs> get your house in order. Yeah. What do you? Okay. You're like so, going to going to our San Diego topic, basically. Now, let's start with the turtles in general. Do you know about the last Ronin book, Sully? I do not. Okay, so they're coming out with a comic book, and I want to get your theories to who this could be. One turtle is alive. The other three died, but they're okay. not saying who that turtle is. So as a Turtles fan, at least at a passing and a, a deeper level, I'm not 100% sure what your lo- fan sh- fandom is. Which turtle out of all four do you think would survive? I mean, you can clearly tell by my answer how little I know about the Turtles, but I'm, I'm a Donatello <laughs> guy just because I like his weapon. So I'm going Donatello. <laughs> okay. Nice. I, I just remember we talked a lot about the Turtles toys. So I was like, maybe he yeah. knows a little oh, yeah. bit more about the Turtles. No, it's, it, I've watched the toys that made us about turtles, and I, honestly, I found that incredibly interesting going back to the origin of the comic books and the creation of the toys and everything. So I, I know a little bit. I'm armed with enough knowledge to be dangerous, but uh, I didn't ever... I've seen the movies, too. I saw the, the back in the 90s with Vanilla Ice, and then I saw right. the Michael Bay one. So, you know, I, I'm a little bit into it. But, uh, yeah, Donatello was always, always my guy just because of the staff. Okay. Nice. So the theories that we've been running around with is either Michelangelo, because the happy-go-lucky guy now has to deal with the ramifications of everything, or it's mm-hmm. always 
always Raphael. Always seems to be Raphael that get ousted yeah. by the group, and he doesn't show up because he was angry at the time. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> time to turn it on its ear. Don't make it Rafi this time. No. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Donatello would be interesting to just see, like he's the survivor. So. Yeah. All right. Well, down for that. Lackluster topics. Nor, uh, for those who don't know, we normally talk about those a lot more in depth, but like there was nothing to talk about. So that's all the news my team dragged up. <laughs> yeah. so, so let's talk about San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> what was that now? Did that happen? Yeah, that yeah, was what? the thing that happened. So what, Sully, you've been politely just kind of sitting there waiting for us to get to topics that you would know information about. Why don't you explain the current? We discussed it a little. So why don't you open up with our discussions on San Diego? The problem. Well, I mean, the big problem was we couldn't go. That was that was problem number one. But yeah. uh, so they tried to. They basically had what two months uh, Comic Con International to pull together something to keep the fans involved, and decided on doing another virtual con, which is what everybody's doing these days. Yep. And uh, they put together some programming, and they did just like they normally do, where they don't reveal the schedule until what a two week window before, and they release each day. I watched yep. the first two uh, reveals uh, preview night and the Thursday lineup, and I didn't see anything in there I was extremely excited about. But then the Friday, Saturday, Sunday ones came out, and I was already busy because myself, I was trying to create content, and so were some other friends of mine that were putting things together, and I didn't get to pay that close of attention. I just jumped in where I could and saw what kind of programming they were putting out. Yeah. That was, for me, that was the most of it. I mean, generally, I wait for everyone to tweet me the important stuff. I mean, I mean yeah. it's a little more reactive than proactive. But that's always how I've done San Diego for the most part. Like, I'll look at the the notes from the big panels, Hall H stuff. Right. But all the side stuff, I just wait for people to tweet me and tell me. It's a sure <laughs> system, by the way. Yeah. Like, it is. <laughs> it's like only looking on Twitter at the stuff that's trending. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Was anything trending from San Diego as a result on Twitter? There were a I didn't few catch a lot items. of them. Did you? What'd you see? I it was mostly about reveals that came up during, like, I know the boys got a season three green lit already, and that was announced yes. in their panel. Um, I think they finally put out a full length trailer for the Lower Decks, that uh, spinoff Star Trek series, or not spinoff, but a Star Trek series that's actually in the world of Star Trek. It's canon, and it's yep. run by one of the guys that left Rick and Morty that's also doing that, um, I forget the other name of that show on uh, on Hulu that they're doing that's Rick and Morty-esque. Yes, I've never understood why they different. didn't expand Star Trek beyond the show. They never like did spinoffs or whatever. The comic series never did, took off like Star Wars. I never understood why. They, it always seemed to be a lot. Star Trek always felt so self-contained. It's happening mm. now. They're going to have, I think they have five programs in development now that are all Star Trek through CBS uh, yep. because CBS has the all access. And that was some of what they talked about during their panel. I actually did watch that one live. It was one of like three I watched live. Okay. Nice. Yeah, but all in all, I mean, I thought the programming, if you were in a Hall H or a Ballroom 20, could have been terribly uh, entertaining, could have been a lot of fun to be there when you see the stars in person. That's a lot of what Hall H and Ballroom 20 and Comic-Con's all about. But yep. to watch it on video, I mean, I think a lot of people, we talked about it beforehand, just like, oh, I'll wait and I'll catch it on YouTube or IGN site later because they were promoting everything and recording it and making it live. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we had exclusives too. Because they, they, it was like half dead for the most part whenever I would tune in. So, yeah, I just said, I'll yeah. just catch it all later. Someone will tweet me or I'll just see the video of, like, the boys. I was interested in the boys. Um, yeah. That's about it. I think it's the only one I tuned in for. <laughs> yeah. I, I was yeah. actually yeah. more excited about the Xbox showcase than I was about anything that was I, announced at San Diego. 
Same. I watched that live. I was up early. I had my coffee in hand. I was yeah. watching that as it went down. That was great. White, nice. The wife and I were sitting on the couch. We're eating our breakfast. We're like, yes, Halo! Yep. <laughs> World premiere. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they do that. And the whole Xbox showcase is like, that's all this is, is the Xbox yeah. World premiere. It's like... You don't need to say it every five minutes, guys. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's, it kind of resets every time. I'm like, oh, I'm ready for another one now. In case you, Ooh, in case you got on your phone or whatever, you need to look up. You know, right? World totally. premiere. Which reminds me, Oops. I got to get that grounded game today, where your uh, your kids in the yard, and it's like Minecraft. <laughs> that looks awesome. And it's no, don't don't snicker. It sounds like fun. You're shrunken in the backyard, and you got to build up bases with like leaves and sticks. And <laughs> I, I'll I dig admit, that. It, it looked interesting to me too. I always wanted to be in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. So that's exactly. Oh, Thank you. God. It's like yes. it, it, to me, it seemed like the kind of game that like you and me, Sully, are going to be like, yes, let's play this, and like all the kids are going to be like, yes, let's play this. <laughs> you know, it'd be wait. That's up. out today. Today should be out. Yeah, I believe it's out today. <laughs> all right, oh, making sweet. a note. Yeah, where's my pen? We'll we'll do a co op stream later. You and me. We'll just play that game. Oh, <laughs> I like it. We'll build our backyard up, Sully. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird phrase. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got going on back there? Wait, what? <laughs> um, yeah. So th- I think that's part of the problem, though. Not like case in point. I don't know. There's a guy in our chat, Crim Shade, said I don't think an event that pulls at 100 to 30 thousand people is quite dead. that's problem one. It didn't pull anybody in this year. Secondly, I know a lot of people that didn't even know this was happening. Period. Like like people in the industry that were like, wait, there's a stay-at-home Comic-Con thing happening? You know, uh, I was doing stuff on Saturday when Sal and I were doing our thing, and I had plans with some friends that night, but I was really tired. And I was like, well, yeah, I had to do a bunch of San Diego Comic-Con stuff. And like, what are you even talking about? That's not happening this year. Like it's live right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although that's a misnomer because like nothing was live, live. It was all just like pre-recorded stuff that they front-loaded True. weeks prior, and then they were just like, "It's it's live, released, but it's yeah. all stuff that we all curated and cultivated and put together." There is no surprise. Yeah. I mean, the surprise was the reveals, but there was nothing spontaneous or off the cuff or, f- or just kind of like. You have to be there. There was no Which, feeling of that. Again, that's part of the experience of going to one of those panel rooms is you can go stand at the mic. You can be the, the lowest person on the totem pole who hadn't left your house in 12 years, and you can get up there and ask a question and get an immediate response from your favorite actors, actresses, directors, writers, producers. Yep. I mean, we didn't get to see Button Lady in Hall H once, which is just nope. a, that's that's a loss. I don't You're even right. know what she did. I hope she's okay, you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and th- th- that's your big takeaway from the San Diego. Sully's like, I really need no to find button, button later. I got to figure out where she is, yeah. if she's okay. <laughs> I don't really want to talk to her. I just want to know that I might see her at future cons, you know? Right, right. So yeah. you made it. You're good. Okay, good. I, I, don't, yeah. want, I, I don't want to know the story, just that you're good. <laughs> going to our conversation that we had going before, I was kind of interested in, like IGN was filming everything and putting it out on Comic-Con's YouTube page and on their pages, and I yep. was interested to see what the viewership of these things were like. I, I was watching the uh, Chris Hardwick hosted the Walking Dead panel. That was one of the only other ones that I watched live because I'm a giant Hardwick fan, and um that one had like 3,500 people, I think, watching live. And right now, it is the leading. Yeah. No, no, there's one. New Mutants was the leading panel with 209,000 total views. Like 130,000 people go to the con, but only 200,000 have watched uh, the YouTube video. That's shocking. Yeah. That's and then like AMC's the, the Walking Dead at 90. 
It's it's no. in a weird and state, and that that's kind of what I wanted to get at because one thing that I noticed is yes, we had the boys, we had um, Walking Dead, the there was Walking the New Mutants, Dead. all these kind of things. But Bill and were, Ted, Bill and Ted, I lo- I'm yep. so excited to see Bill and Ted. Uh, <laughs> same. <laughs> same. <laughs> genuinely like yay. Um, By the way, I think they're releasing it same day. Like I yeah. think it's like they're digital gonna, and theater. Yeah, they're they gonna are, put it August in whatever 1st. theaters will take it, and they're gonna do digital at the same time. So, so smart. I'll pay the 20 bucks. I mean, it still um, comes out as a bargain. If you got two or more people in your house, you're already coming out ahead. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I'm going to have, yeah. We've been doing that, actually. Uh, everyone will come over the house. We'll watch the movie here just like normal. Uh, everyone stays away from big events. If you go to a big event in my, in my friend group, you don't see us for two weeks. That's how we handle right. it right now. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty <laughs> fa- fair shake, right, Sully? We're all hanging out. But if you go do this big thing with like 20 people, I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, no, absolutely fair. You can go yep. risk yourself. That's fine. But. Mm-hmm. No, I think people are abusing that. They're just not telling me when they go places. But that's, that's, <laughs> another, that's another discussion for another day. Exactly. You're like, I yeah. saw your Instagram. Get the hell out of here. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, mm, <laughs> where were you at today? Oh, there's like 20 people there. Mm. <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you in two weeks for the pizza party. <laughs> Should have um, thought of that before you went to that family reunion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but it's weird because, like, yes, we had a couple of those things, and I think that those those companies really came through to help out San Diego present something this year, because that's the worst thing you can do is kill all the hype on your on your convention. But Marvel yeah. and DC like barely showed up. Yeah, yeah. There was well, no. What did they even announce? Well, yeah, there's no MCU you- announcement. They never really did much comic book yeah. announcements during this. I yeah. I mean, I've always wished they would have, but they never really did. So. Agreed. Well, and to your point, like, what was Comic-Con doing to advertise it? I know because I'm in my circles. Right. But I didn't see this giant, big advertising campaign taking over Twitter with, you know, trending hashtags and stuff. Like, I, it just wasn't there. Little individual yeah. announcements might have trended, like we talked about. But Comic-Con at home should have been top of that list for all of Comic-Con, and I don't think it was. It, Agreed. I feel like... I, I hate to say this because Sal and I bring this up a lot, but a lot of these conventions are just kind of run by old hats who have never really like gotten up to date on internet and social media, things yep. like that. And yep. I almost feel like San Diego's organizers were really just kind of hoping that word of mouth was going to be plenty. You know, a hashtag yeah. San Diego at home or something was going to be good and they would get just as many people interested as they normally do. That is absolutely the mentality of that group. I've worked for two big companies over the last 10 years doing social media, and social media has always been the, hey, we didn't have the budget for everything else. Why don't you guys talk about it and make it go viral? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that's, just that's make not it how viral, that works. Sully, just do it. Like, Where's the button? Where's Isn't that what we hired button? you for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, real quick, yeah. if you do have a way to make things viral, Sully, I have a social media position that I, I could bring it on. <laughs> oh, I can... Yeah, yeah, I can uh, confirm. I've got that button on standby. Anytime you're ready. <laughs> viral. <laughs> I'll fi- I will find the budget for somebody that can make it go viral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I like McDonald's money. And I feel like that's part of the problem with this. It was hastily put together. They grabbed yep. what they could. They didn't let anything live happen. So you didn't have like a Tom Holland slip up. You didn't have <laughs> Elijah Wood walking around with a horse mask and then everyone going, oh my God, you know, like you didn't have yeah. any of this. It was all pre-recorded, So you didn't even get live interaction. It's not like, you know, uh, James McAvoy was watching the Twitch chat and like, oh, this is a great question. Let's answer it here. Like you didn't have that yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
Well, and somebody said earlier in the chat, and I'm sorry I didn't get the name of the person, but they said they waited too long to cancel it. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's what we live in right now. All these cons, they make their bread and butter by people showing up and buying merch and supporting that city. Like, San Diego lost out on like $150 million by this thing not happening. They had to hold on to the last second in case there was hopes that they could have this thing. Uh, and they gave us, what, a two-month notice. Uh, Star yeah. Wars Celebration did the same thing. I don't even think we've heard about New York Comic Con yet and what they're planning nope. to do. No, I think uh, they're holding as long as they can. Exactly. Yeah. They're probably going to do the two-month thing as well. They watched and saw what happened with San Diego, and then they're going to produce New York. I, I hope they do better, but it's going to be the same thing we just sat through through San Diego, I bet. Yeah. I hope not, the, because like at the very least, they're not run by the same companies. Like True. We, if, if there had been a Reed ex exhibition within the pandemic that should have come out but was done online we'll get a better idea because like read shows are pretty by the numbers like if you've seen a pack show you've seen c2e2 you've seen new york comic-con you've seen yeah. Emerald city yep. so like if you if there has been a read show if like packs did a live show or some kind like online exclusive thing that'll be the roadmap that they'll use to show you what New York Comic Con's gonna look like. I you're absolutely right. They're not gonna get that deposit back from the Javits Center. They are definitely gonna be like, we gotta wait until like September thirty or like thirty or thirty first. Yep. Uh, or thirtieth, I think. There's only thirty days in September. But like they're gonna wait until the last possible second and then go like, it's online. You're welcome. <laughs> and like yeah. no one uh, there was no hype for this show. And there was and the problem was like the people who are going to like try and like make it go viral or at the very least like help kind of ca carry its body across the finish line. <laughs> they, there weren't enough of them and they weren't nearly as like genuinely enthused. It was more just like, Oh, is that happening? Yeah. I mean, I guess I could tweet yeah. about it. Like, yeah. Oh, it's too bad that it's not working out. Like, Hey, check out this thing. Like that's not enough. Like yeah. you can't just have Kevin Smith host every panel and hope that his audience will just go and watch all your panels. <laughs> like, the um, it's it's weird to see because a lot of people like to give the conventions sh crap for delaying for so long before canceling, but it's those people that don't understand like how much money is going to be straight up lost when they cancel. Yeah. Like I don't even yep. give them crap for taking so long. Everyone's like, oh, because you wouldn't cancel, I couldn't get a deposit back. Like one, because uh, I'm thinking more back to Emerald City. One, no yep. hotel told you, I'm sorry, due to the pandemic, you can't get your money back. Any professional business is not going to stop that whole thing. I know we had issues with like more smaller companies dealing with that, but I'm pretty sure like the Marriott's not going to take the heat for that one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you don't uh, want to be yeah. the one standing out in the crowd, yeah, for being the negative one, yeah. Right. You know, if yeah. you decided to go with a with a Brett with a, um, an Airbnb and they told you no, well, I mean, that's what you get for dealing with people directly. That's that's, that's why, Airbnb. But that's yeah. also why I always go to the big corporate places. Yeah, you pay a little right. bit more money, but you get that warranty. But like, they're gonna wait yep. until the last second. They're all going to, because mm -hmm. no one knows what is happening. Like right now, there's talks in the U.S. about possibly another shutdown, which will go for a bare minimum of another month. Do you think yeah. they oh, thought I... about that back in March? Like, no, no. it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen in the fall, right when New York Comic Con would be. And I think they might as well just go ahead and cancel. But again, they're not going to because there's a chance. Yeah, there's a, there's chance, a chance they could have those doors open. Mm -hmm. Well, there there yep. is talks of I know right now there's a vaccine being worked on that is in human trials. So Probably still won't we, be available till next year though. Yeah, yeah, because not only do they have to make it, but then it has to get mass produced. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, that, and you need the time and the grace period to see that it doesn't have any side effects or any like significant ramifications. And we don't know also like what the incubation period is. Like, let's say it works. 
you know, we have the flu shot every year, but then you hear how it's like, well, it's only 25% effective because yep. like there's many different strains of the flu. The COVID is similar in terms of like, well, you could you could protect yourself from this strain or you could protect yourself at this point. We don't know enough about it because it's yep. too new for us to really defend ourselves properly. Like that we've we've been dealing with the flu for over 100 years like we like we know how to properly protect ourselves even though most of us don't so like <laughs> we're 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 in a weird place uh yeah we, the the guarantee the only guarantee i think for anybody is like a year like march april maybe yeah. maybe and it's like the, and, and people were hard to, it was hard to imagine in april that it was going to be like it might it's probably going to take over the summer people in april were like no way no way is it going to last summer no way it's, it's like, going to burn off in the sun. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it, oh, that's man. only three months. Like, it, <laughs> you have 12 more to go. <laughs> uh, we're, yeah. No. And, and we're talking about cons. The, uh, we, I was at a, I was at a comic book store the other day. Uh, they opened up their warehouse and they had like 90 long boxes and it went through. My wife and I go and they're practicing social distancing. We're wearing masks. They limited the amount of people who could go in the store. We brought like rubber gloves which I never do when I handle comics. I just kind of like, I just grab comics, but like, you know, they're all on, out of, not bagged and boarded. They're just books in long boxes. They were already she wore gloves. though. <laughs> yep. She wore gloves. At the end of the day, the gloves were black. And it's oh. like, it was just a great visualization of like, there's no way we're ready. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like these, and that's just the comic book angle, which is like 10% of a convention at this point anyway. I don't know. It's just like we're not ready and, and we're not prepared. And, and and you're talking about packing, I don't know, 150,000 people in one building. I saw a chart. I was talking about on another podcast that said here's uh, the list from things you can do, like going outside for a walk all the way right. to the worst possible things you could do, uh, your chances of getting COVID. And it was like go to a sporting event, event or a bar. Well, Comic-Con right. is like a sporting event and a bar combined and multiplied oh, yeah. by 10. Yes. I, I don't really need that kind of chance in my life of getting COVID. So I'll stay home for a while. Uh, just, just hey, Reed, if you're watching, could you start thinking about New York Comic Con and maybe start <laughs> prepping now on what a live virtual event might look like and how we can enjoy stuff from our big studios and comic book companies? And Yeah, and we know for a fact clearly that like tv studios movie studios comic book studios have no idea what to do online right okay fair enough but reed you own the penny arcade expo so you work with people who work digitally all day long call them as consultants and ask them yeah. to help put together new york comic-con digitally like thank you get the experts for example there are at least three people right now who know something about <laughs> how to make a living online and how to make content that people who like comic books watch Oh, I, I, I'm going to throw a caveat on top of that. We're also widely available at the moment because we have not much going on other than Twitch. Yeah, like, <laughs> we, these are people who would have gone to New York Comic Con but could host it instead. <laughs> I've been streaming since March, right? And my camera quality and audio quality is about a million times better than every single <laughs> celebrity that was at it except for uh, maybe for uh, Zack Snyder. Yes. He looked fantastic. His but Joss good. Whedon, who's also a director, his look like crap. Come on, Joss. Yeah. How is it our setups are better than late night talk show hosts who had three months to prepare okay. and be ready? Like, I there's no excuse for you using your laptop onboard camera angled <laughs> upwards at your face. In your nose. 
Do people not understand that, like, when you take a camera and you angle it this way, you look so fat and nasty? (laughs) Yeah. It's just not good. And, like, you don't need... Like, I don't expect Conan O'Brien to know that. He he checked out 35 years ago. But, like... He just cracks jokes and people film it now. (laughs) Yeah, like, though, and, and, like, I love Conan. I'm a a die-in-the-wool, like, Conan fan. But Conan, no kid of yours knows how to angle a webcam i promise you they do i yep. will say i think he's doing it more as a as the whole irony of it like he's doing it intentionally because right. he's had like i mean he's done a quite a, he's also done skits at home like where he yes. spoke to i think harvard so none of you are here so i yeah. had to film this in my backyard you know <laughs> that was pretty i watched that whole thing it was great yeah, that's what i'm saying um, so i got yeah, i think i think he's doing that more as a aha we look at look at all of us celebrities not knowing how the internet works <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, like, if you are just blending in with everybody, you're not really making a statement, you know? Like, it it just looks really bad. And it's going on TV, where there's no excuse. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I will say, if, with him, I get a feeling it was more like, this will be a funny joke, and now everyone does it, so it's less of a joke and more of reality. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's more like, he thinks the joke... Well, we're now we're getting off topic. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's just like, he thinks the joke is that where, where he's like, you want me to do the show from my desk at my house? It's not a show. Like, I would rather do nothing. And they're like, just do the barest minimum you can. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, he's more like teaching the executives a lesson as opposed to him like well, doing know, it as a kind of meta Andy Kaufman-esque comedy. To but bring it back to the con thing, you kind of stumbled into something and I saw somebody else, uh, Flashpool in the comments said, uh, no Conan pops this year. That's what's really missing. Well, Conan always did those lives yes. during San Diego Comic-Con from the, what was the Spreckles Theater? Yeah, uh, right. Why wasn't, why didn't Comic-Con work with Hardwick and Conan and Jimmy, both the Jimmys and yeah. do some sort of Comic-Con uh, quality stuff to be streamed out on, on their and shown on their channels as well? That would have yeah. gotten it that, that notoriety, that attention that it really deserved from a national audience. That's I, why people didn't true. know. I Holy feel crow. like I, how come they didn't stream at least one panel from Team Coco's YouTube channel with like six million subs or whatever. I, did sci-fi do anything this year? I didn't even see. I, if they did, I didn't see it. I feel like they didn't even properly. What's the word? They, they were so unprepared for this whole thing. Like San Diego Comic Con should have come out the gate and been the re. Like this is the example. Reed, yeah. you need to follow suit with us because Reed created their conventions based on San Diego and they made New York and everything else. They should yeah. have come out as the example of what an at-home Comic-Con should have been. And I felt like they watched all the other really poor attempts and were like, that's fine. Good enough. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. We don't have to work as hard. And like, listen, they lost a ton of money. So I can imagine that they don't want to spend more to make an equivalent that's not going to make a tenth of what they were going to bring in with a live show. I understand that, but at the same time, the, it, it, there is some element of brand management you have to have where you're like, hey, listen, you look really bad. Like, it, just, it looks lousy. You're diminishing the quality and the, and, and the, uh, the overall, you know, uh, cultural visual of your, of your brand. Like, people are now going to go like, remember the, the gap year for San Diego Comic-Con? Like, yep. remember the Gaslight year <laughs> where it's like... <laughs> Yeah, that that year when San Diego was uh was 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 not only a joke, it was wholly irrelevant. Like when nothing happened and it looked really stupid and people just just pre-gamed, it was just totally lame. Like, come on, come it's, on! It's a shame. They, were, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, they right. were completely. 
caught off guard, unprepared. We know that it was an impossible situation and maybe they did the best they possibly could. I know they're a nonprofit. I don't know if that adds any difficult level, any difficulty level to it. Probably. But Reed should be watching and hopefully can do something. Yeah. Yes. Call, call the, just, just pick up the phone and call the professionals. Please. (laughs) You know, Sal, I feel like every time we do these shows and we talk about conventions, you're always trying to get another job. Do you not like it here on this podcast? (laughs) It's a good job. It's only once a week. (laughs) He's got six other days. Yeah, what are you talking about? He's got all his open time. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Listen, I don't necessarily want the job, but I do want those who can do it to have it. Like, I just want, like, the job to... I want it to look good. I, I want to yeah. be excited. Because that's the thing. We don't go... We, we, we all go to New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. We, we go to cons for the professional aspect of it because we are, like, in this industry and we do, like, have to network. But also because we love cons and we like going. I want to be yep. excited. I, I skipped San Diego pretty much wholesale. The only thing I tried to do was get that... Uh, probe droid hallmark act- uh, ornament, which I didn't get. Oh. <laughs> the only thing I tried to do was get that ornament. That was my participation in San Diego Comic Con this year was trying to get that ornament, which I failed at. So like, it's just I skipped it entirely, and I feel like I missed nothing. You know, and the, and the, and I should not feeling. feel like that. Yeah. Well, you need up. you need FOMO for cons. It needs to be like, oh no, I missed out. Yeah. I should have been like hitting up Sully and Brandon. You remember Brandon? I've spoken to him a little while, but but like, yo, did you guys get this pop? Because I couldn't get this pop. You know, you want to trade for this pop? That's that's what it should have been. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I I did get a few things. Uh, most of it happened to work out because I was doing my live streams in the evening when stuff would go on sale and my audience would be like, Hey, this just went up on Hallmark. Here's the link. And sadly nice. I should have thought of you, Sal, cause I was on there and I <laughs> grabbed up that Deadpool itty bitty and I got it in the first two minutes. It was up. No nice. problem. Checked out. Done. That's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, moving on. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh, Sal. Damn. Uh, sorry, Sal. <laughs> Next 2021, okay. bud. I'll, I'll tell yeah. him. I'll tell him on Tuesday when I see him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, I I hear that that ornament might also be available at New York Comic Con as well. So oh, they have done that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the big thing I want to bring up though is now that we so the, the collectible scene. I think they did good for what they could do, and I feel like the collectible scene did only okay because they like at this. There's no way they planned that stuff out a month ago. That stuff's probably been in the pipeline for like two or three years, getting the product oh. ready. Can so they, confirm. They, there was no way that they were just going to be like, oh, we, just, we won't sell it. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I mean, yeah, you, you think about it. I mean, I came from that industry working at Funko and you can't have that stuff sitting in warehouses for a year. It costs yeah. too much to store it. You want to get it in the door and out the door and make your money. So if they had it, they were selling it. Yeah, right. that, that's what I mean. So I feel like the collectible scene did okay, although this may hinder what they decide to do next year. Because like maybe they maybe they're gonna be a little scared of having that much product because as of right now I think the earliest I heard of a full like everything's fully back to normal would be like April that's real close to San Diego like yeah. real close. Well, on the flip side of that argument though, uh, look at a company like a Funko where they normally have to pay for a booth on the floor space, all the employees, the travel. Instead, they put it online and they sell it. Yeah, it's pure profit. So you're Same saying thing that with they, all might those just, companies. they might play in either way because it's actually more of a net gain if everyone's product's online now, so that's just how you go get your stuff. Exactly. Hell, Funko could, I mean, like, I don't expect them to do that, but they theoretically they could just go, well, no, we'll have, we, like, we won't have a booth. Like, we'll just participate uh, in San Diego digitally and just let you go online and get it during the week. I mean, you're right, but that scares me. 
Like I don't yeah. want to live in that world where I go to Comic Con and now the the San Diego looks like and no offense to the con that I used to go to, but Comic Palooza in Houston doesn't have mm-hmm. the big draws that San Diego does. They don't have those big booths, and that means people don't go. Right, right. Well, and just the big yeah, oh, that's right, the big draws. Yeah, pulls them in. Yeah. You know? Um, but I, but that's the thing is that that's the concern. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm just saying like the other concern, of course, besides like what a lame effort it was or seemingly was this year. The the concern is next year because, like you said, if it, let's say worst case scenario, it is going to take a year. You know, if, if it's right up on San Diego and San Diego's like, well, we don't even know if it's a hundred percent like certain in April. Maybe yeah. we'll wait another month. Like. They might not have another show. We're looking at another online San Diego Comic Con, like, or just nothing. I mean, yeah. you I know, don't we're, live we're, in that world. Yeah, it's it. it I, plus the the lessons learned from this experience of being like, you know what? It just it it did cost too much. Like, plus you look at the the convention center. You know, they're going to try to recoup some loss, so they're going to be like, maybe we'll charge more. To, like, the whole thing could unravel <laughs> in, in a, in a worst case scenario situation. The biggest problem I have with what's happening to San Diego, though, is by not having any, like not having anything huge at San Diego. The, yeah. it, like now DC is going to do its own fandom thing. So that means that yep. if that does well, DCEU is announced there in August, right on yep. the heels of San Diego. Marvel has the D23 thing where they do their own stuff and they have their own collectibles yep. and they're, they're involved in that. So since this year went through and they had no announcements, which means they weren't attached or required to do what San Diego wanted – do you think next year they're just going to check out and be like, we didn't need you last year. We don't need you this year. I could. Right. They very well could. I don't. Yeah. What I do don't know what it happened. <laughs> it's, it's tough because you have to look at it from the business side. It's a business first. Yeah. Right. They should look at it from the fan side first, but often that doesn't happen. Uh, they'll, they'll make an, an immediate decision just like a company does when they're floundering. They will cut those kind of ties with their fans. They will cut out those events or they'll do an event that saves money regardless of what it's going to do for their fans just for that bottom line. And eventually that will backfire. Eventually that will come back and cause them problems. I I can imagine DC because they've kind of done it in the past. You watch them. Oh, I don't want you to be on the convention center floor with a giant DC booth. Let me take it over into the gas lamp and see what I can do over there. It's okay. You got more space. But now as a fan walking around the floor, like where... Where's that big Where booth that was oh, here they're, last they're year? They're kind of like that in New York. Have you been in New York? So, you know, like, they, they yeah. have that, like, tucked away area. I've literally uh-huh. been there before. And people but like, they do have the whole floor. Like, that for them, they're like, no, we we are this wing of the convention. Yeah, like, but, yeah. like, it's not obvious that they're there. It's more, more, more the issue that I run into. Yeah. Because I've had a yeah, lot of people, like, the floor, where's DC? You, oh, you got to walk out and then to the right, and they're over here. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No, Never Marvel mind. It's too hot out there. Main- staying here in the AC. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, seeing like Marvel secured that main floor position, they're going to keep it forever. Yeah, uh, and, and so if you're hitting the main floor, or if you're a newcomer, or if you're just like there for collectibles, like you're going to hit the main floor because like you either don't know any better, or you're like looking for something specifically on the main floor, and you're going to go where the hell is DC? Like where do they even end up? Yeah, yeah. no one's going to want to hear like go around the corner and go down. They have an entire wing. Because the other thing is like it's not a. I don't think it. I think when you're shopping or when you're going to a convention, it's not about where you're going specifically. It's not about the journey. It's about it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Like if you're looking for DC, you know you're gonna hit sixteen other things on your way to DC. Right. If you're going to DC and you get there and it's just DC, like is that enough? You well, know, I'm I mean, sure that- DC Warners think so because like I feel like that DC fandom thing that's gonna be a real live convention someday, and they're gonna go great. 
We don't have to do San Diego. We don't have to do New York. We could just have the fandom. Well, I feel like, and I brought this up last week, so I really would like to get your opinion on this. Yeah. Because you follow E3 as well, don't you? Because they do a lot of collectible. Okay. E3 has been kind of like, in the last three or four years, splintering off. Nintendo's over here. Xbox. No one's on the floor anymore. And then officially this year, Sony was like, yeah, we're out too. Before there was even a pandemic. They're like, we're not, we're not going. We just don't care. And, right. uh, and it's turning into, because Sony has their own convention. Xbox has their own convention. The only one left is Nintendo, and they're probably going to be like, oh, we'll just do our online thing. We do Treehouse every year. It's far cheaper, you know? So yeah. the question now is if, if E3 is falling apart because everyone's leaving and doing their own thing with their own communities, it's a smaller convention, but it's more focused on what you care about. Like, I won't even lie. Natalie and I, my wife, we go to the Sony one. We love that. It's PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation, PlayStation. It's it's yeah. so awesome because as PlayStation fans, we love that. I don't know if, while I see the pros and cons of San Diego, if I could go to something and it's just DC, I don't know. I might be on board with doing that. You know, here's my DC collectibles. Here's my DC Funkos. Here's you know all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think we're going to hurt like more the than splintering. Anything. I don't I, well because I think it's gonna hurt things. I think it's gonna hurt things yep. because you, would you go to a, a con to get the turtles toys? Would you go to a con to get the Power Rangers toys? You're getting them on the way to the big things, you know. Yeah, you need that overlap. You need that overlap of fandoms. That's why San Diego grew to the levels that it did, and we have all these other cons because I can jump in the car and take some friends. I'm gonna go check out all the Marvel, Firefly, Funko stuff. I'm going to be on the lookout for it. And the other person I'm with is not going to care about any of those things. They're yep. going to go because they're into DC and sideshow collectibles and Hallmark. You know? Right. I mean, and, I've and literally gone, I've gone to the Funko booth and I buy everything there because, yeah, I might not like this two, three things, but I got a buddy who does. So I'm bringing them back yep. to the buddy. You know what I mean? Like, I agree 100%. Like, it's, it's all about being able to all come together for the big San Diego thing. And I, mm-hmm. I'm going to miss that. But isn't, I am. Isn't that where everything is going everywhere when it comes to disposable media? Like, you know, part of the reason why Netflix has billions to spend and the reason why people, everyone has a Netflix account is because that's where everyone went. It was just one-stop shopping for everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then when all these other media companies were like, oh, I want a piece of that pie, they splintered off gutting Netflix and making it turn into a completely different thing than it was when it started. And, you know... Objectively speaking, that's bad for business because it's unsustainable. You know, you're looking at like Disney Plus spending trillions of dollars, CBS All Access, DC Universe, HBO Max, like all these other things. Like there's a gazillion different streaming services that are all about four to seven to nine dollars a month. And you're like, I I can't afford 30 services all for $10 a month. Like that's, that's, that's obscene. And plus I got to have an internet connection, which is essentially a cable bill. Like yep. that's too much. And I it's, know. it's, it's a bridge too far. Everyone and freaked the out conventions about that. are kind of, just, but it's the same thing. Like the conventions are like a, or, or a, a cultural Mecca or a pop cultural Mecca. And they reflect the pop culture. They do. It, it could be that it's all happening where like, they all think it's the same. It's the mentality of all these entertainment companies where they're like, I can get a big piece of that pie. Like I can get some San Diego money if I make my own San Diego Comic-Con. It's like, y- yes, but you're destroying something. <laughs> and when you learn, by, by the time that DC, Marvel, Disney, everybody learns this lesson, 
San Diego won't probably exist if like they do that. At least over the past decade when cons have been really big, the cons played together in a way like puzzle pieces throughout the year. So you yeah. knew you're not going to schedule anything in the two week window on either side of San Diego. That's a suicide run. Everybody's already spent their money and they've done their travel, which is right. why we have Emerald City at the beginning of the year. And we have New York Comic Con at the end of the year. And then E3 kind of shimmied in between two of them. Yep. And PAX would kind of shimmy in between two of them. It made mm-hmm. sense. And it was starting to get really convoluted and, and congested because there were so many comic cons popping up and but they were starting to kind of work their way out i mean it's yeah. a great analogy with the cable companies but cable companies and the streaming services are all just like no i'm gonna win no i'm gonna right. win and that's the thing <laughs> they're spending untold money because they just want to be the because the thing that they're thinking isn't necessarily like i'm gonna make the best streaming service for star trek they're like i'll be the last one yeah and like, they just need work. to survive like it's really going to be like Disney Plus and Netflix where it's like one of them is going to die and then be the exclusive arbiter of that streaming availability. Like yep. eventually that's where it's going to go, where it's going to be where it was 10 years ago, but everyone will have spent the, 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 the you know, general wealth of an entire country <laughs> well, it'll happen but then netflix will be 29 dollars a month so just it's a matter of where you want to allocate your cable bill that was your cable bill 15 years ago uh-huh what it reminds me of is actually when i first got into youtube it was starting to take off it was starting to be a big deal and i remember getting out of the army and getting into youtube and i would get paid obscene amounts of money with like a four hundred thousand sub channel to do stuff yeah. like when we we first got into youtube i i mean i this is not the case anymore before somebody's like, wow, Benny makes obscene <laughs> amounts of money. When I first got into YouTube and Comic Story and had like 400,000 subs or whatever, they would be like, can you come out and play a video game on our set? We're going to pay you 10 grand. And I was like, hell yeah, I am. That's like four months checks in the army. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But as, Dude, I was having that. Yeah. I was going to say, well, as time has gone on, that has obviously dried up. And I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I knew when that happened, this is not sustainable. <laughs> nope. I'll take, I'll take whatever I can get while this is going on, and then I'm going to go yep. to just live my life. Um, but I feel like all that money that I – because I would jokingly talk to my army friends. I don't know where these people are getting their money or why they're throwing it at all of this, but they are. Right. You know? I feel like all of that money, they were like, well, we can't really break into YouTube and stuff successfully, but we can control a competitor for Netflix, YouTube, and all that stuff, and we have full control. So all the money went that way. They think so. I was literally having this, like, conversation with a few uh, colleagues the other day where I was like, remember that time when major companies flew us places and put us <laughs> up and like did all these things and like and they did it like that was how it's always done and you're like there's no way this is sustainable no and then and all your contacts just one day just one day disappeared because they were all fired <laughs> and like and and the concept of a company being like like at some point or another they realized or came to their senses or or re- or just I don't know overspent but they were like Wait a minute. Who were you again? You're nobody. You're on YouTube. Right. It's like you know. <laughs> exactly. You know, happened. two years ago, that was a big commodity for you. It's like, yeah. Well, now it's not. Like, <laughs> are you on TikTok? <laughs> like that. Those those days are very over. Like, I feel I feel bad for like the next generation, like the new generations of like of streaming service people, like streamers, where it's like, yeah, you're not gonna get the glad handing and the and this massaging that you that people got i got the i was on the tail end of that but i was like this nope 
Yeah. I'll take that free meal. Thank you very much. The, Ooh, Ruth's Chris. This is a good steak. Thank you very much. I'll, <laughs> the amount of forever. things that me and Sal went to, Sully, that were that we would leave and go, who the hell is paying for this? <laughs> we were just like, there's yeah. no way. And, the, and you know what's funny? The person you'd work with was always like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> my job is to take you out. This is a this is this is the sweetest job I could possibly get. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it was a nice. It was but a nice, what, going it was back funny. to our topic on hand, I feel like that's what's happening yeah. at the streaming services, and I feel like that's what's happening to cons. And I feel yep. like I do feel like we got to the point where there was just too many because everything looked the same, but I didn't want yep. them all to end. Now it looks no. like it's going to be, okay, so you got to go to San Diego for all the indie people, and you're going to go to E3 for the indie games, but then you got to go to the Xbox yep. one, and then you got to go to the DC one, and then you got to go to the D23, and then you got to go to the, you know what I mean? And like, so uh, like yeah. we're still going to be having a convention every month, Sully, but yep. now they're all themed. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I can, and yeah. I'll have to pick and choose. Yeah. I, I can't go to them all. I mean, Big time. unless somebody wants to pay me to do it, which is the dream, but still. No, we were just talking how they ended that stuff. <laughs> yeah, they, they're exactly. not going to do that anymore. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. They used to pay me like thousands of dollars to do a tweet to like 30,000 people. Now they go, you have 50,000? Whatever. We'll yeah. go get David Dobrik. No. <laughs> or, 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 or they reach out to you and they're like, hey, uh, we'd love for you to do this. And you're like, sure thing. You're my rates. And they're, they, they just never get back to you. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You have rates? No, 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 no. I just wanted you to do this me this favor. And it's like, <laughs> would you do me a favor? Like, <laughs> Do me a favor, write me a check for that amount I told you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, feel free to feel free to drop a tweet with your like two hundred thousand Twitter followers that gets like four likes. Like, go ahead, enjoy your non engagement. But like, you know, there's a, there's a value to that. Okay, Here we are, whatever. what twelve years into social media really being a thing, and and these companies still haven't figured it out because it's the same guys that we talked about earlier that are running it. They still yep. don't understand. They just no, they got well, on board, which is because well, they you know they didn't they didn't. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I think, and that doubles back to San Diego being handled yeah. the way that it was. Right. Like, you, you're like, okay, you can't tell me that they did not have a short list of people they could have called, like you said, Sully, to get proper stuff made. E can, even if you had to condense it down to one solid day of content and you split that up to be the evening of every night and you did, like, all the more people doing stuff at home stuff. Yeah. You know, you need to tell me, like, hey, look, 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 if the movie star is going to do the looking up my nostrils camera. I if, if I were the guy setting these things up, I'd be like, okay, so do you know how the internet works, Mr. Robert Downer Jr.? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be like, well, yeah, I know. I get on my phone. I go, okay, okay. Can you can we schedule thirty minutes with our our sixteen year old kid who lives down the street? Can we just <laughs> can we just yeah. schedule a thing with you? You know what? You don't even have to be there. Put your assistant on. We'll tell him how to set yep. up your camera. <laughs> or just like Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. I need you to turn your camera just a little. Just turn your camera like just this much. Just yeah. just just do this. Do me a favor. Take your take your left hand. Put it on your webcam. <laughs> yep, there it is. Now move the muscles in your hand so that your 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 hand moves up a little. That's it. Okay, thank you. That's all I needed you to do. If they can coordinate the entire cast of the office to sit down and talk to each other on a Zoom call, they can get yep. the people who make toys, action figures, comics, movies to sit down and do a live stream for like an hour. We're not asking for like a like a twenty four hour like San Diego. Woo! Like we B Benny and I were part of the at home Comic Con, which is coordinated by people we know personally who coordinated chained live streams live shows back to back to back six it was like six ten hours i don't remember how the hell long it was but it was all day yeah i only had to be i wasn't for an asking hour. see <laughs> right right but like they but they set up the people 
So that like, yeah, your job is to do an hour and I've got 12 people. So I've got 12 hours like and they're all worked out. And it's just people who knew the industry, who know the technology, who understand yep. the infrastructure that they're working in to make it happen. And it happened pretty flawlessly, I might add. And, you know, to to pretty to pretty good success. Um, I, I don't I don't understand. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, this seems like a no brainer to just no. get the right people. I was saying the same thing in different words over the last few days. Get, get some <laughs> pro- experienced producers yeah. to yeah. help out on this thing, even if you have to drop a little coin. If San Diego Comic-Con had come to me and said, would you help us? I'd be like, I'll do it for next to nothing just right. so I can later on go, I helped make San Diego Comic-Con at home happen in 2020. You know? Yeah, the yeah. amount and of people that I know that would have done that, I mean, you could have found yep. probably a, a, a plethora of small yeah. streamers who know how to stream properly that would have been yep. 100% willing to come on board for some really low, yep. basically just compensation for their time. I'm not saying yeah, you, don't you know, pay people. I'm not saying that, no, but... No, no, no. I mean, I would have done, done it for free, but I, right. I'm, yeah. I'm, in a, I'm in a unique situation where I would have just done it for the fun of it. You know? Yeah. Well, well, and for the content at a reduced rate because I know you're in a tough spot, but start planning for 2021 and keep my name on your speed dial or yeah, exactly. whatever the like, 2020 equivalent of a speed dial is. It's it's just the it's just the I'll scratch your back. Like yeah, I'll do it for free. Yeah. And now I and now we're 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 colleagues. I know you. You know me. You know that I'm reliable. You know I'm willing to do you a favor. Maybe yep. you'll be willing to do me a favor. That's that's all I'm asking. And like the reason why it didn't happen, I can promise you this. And I was watching like a corridor digital like podcast the other day about it. It's just. The reason it didn't happen is exactly what, like your, uh, Sully, your terminology, like some producer, there are no producers who do what we do. There's no producer at the Hollywood level, at the TV executive level. Nothing that we do. We're not producers, you see. Like producers make TV shows and movies. We're internet people. Yeah. And I don't know, like I'm not going to call an internet person. And ask them hat in hand to explain to me my goddamn business. Like, and wow, that's really legitimately, <laughs> I'm saying that that's, that's their attitude. Their attitude is just yeah. this kind of like holier than thou. Like, yeah, I need the internet. I understand I need it, but like, I need to still manage to be in a position where you need me yeah. because I'm on top. And it's like, dude. <laughs> No, it's so like, true. Dude. I, it, it reminds me, I was watching the Nathan Fillion panel, and they were talking with him and Joss Whedon about the um, the Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, and that yeah. was originally pitched to Bezos at Amazon before they had a streaming service, and he turned his nose up at it and said, no, no, because you're talking about an internet thing, and we don't deliver content to the internet. That's what television <laughs> is for. And if they had just embraced it then, they would have been ahead of the curve, but they turned their nose up at it, much like, I mean, we're seeing that transition now from traditional it's not even traditional. It's only five years old of streaming services and yeah. now live streaming. And holy crap, Amazon owns the biggest one. We're on it right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bezos <laughs> recognized the value at some point. <laughs> yep. um, let's say, well, yeah. And we're seeing it across the board, just like this devaluing, maybe artificially by like TV, movie and, and Hollywood, I guess you'd call it. And saying like, no, it needs. We need to maintain this disconnect. This di- that. What do you think the term influencers came from? You think the people on the internet named us that? Like, no, it's it's a horrible term. It's so diminishing. I loathe it. And yet, any time we do any business with anybody from that side of the world, it's it's always the same thing. It's always that terminology. And it's like it's so that I can I can I can you call you. There's a word for you. Yeah, and it and it means over there. Put and you I, in that and, bucket. 
Yeah. Yeah. You yep. go in there and that way, because everything needs to be compartmentalized and everything needs to be labeled and, and, and those labels need to have like artificial numerical values to them. <laughs> so they can so, put it in their spreadsheet and yeah. Yeah. And be like, okay, well, an influencer makes this much money or what's an influencer a, is, is worth this much time. Well, it's, it's, what's it's a better funny. term. I, there is, I mean, I get the terminology. I've, video producer uh new media I, I a lot of times when i go apply for things new i just say media. i work in new media new media well, like me too yeah yeah that's my linkedin it's like yeah of course because like that is what it is and, it, and they're like no, no 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 it's not new media you're an influencer you influence your audience to buy things that we make that's yep. what you are wow it's like okay but like really heated about this Sally. <laughs> no, i'm being them like yeah, i'm saying yeah. like it's it's because the it's life like is this coming out of them yeah because it's this deliberately obstinate like anti-progress kind of attitude that it's like, why did San Diego fail? You know, there's like, there was, you know that they had like a meeting, like a real life suit and tie meeting where they were like, okay, so let's talk, let's open the room. Why did it fail? Let's, let me write on the board why it failed. And it's like, it failed because you're doing this, because this is the way you're running your business, because that's, because you didn't think about what the audience wanted. Anyway. The, just, uh, the- yeah. It's funny because you're right. They they were 100% against YouTube and doing stuff on YouTube. And it, YouTubers are just garbage. They can never act or anything like that. And then right. the moment a pandemic hits, they're all doing YouTube style videos just very poorly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just re- yeah. They're 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 ten years behind. Yeah, and the, the cons the exact same thing. We do these podcasts every week, and the cons like no 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 no. That is for the show. Like how, okay, so uh, an Emerald City that Sal and I did four years ago, podcasters yeah. Sully were regulated to their own hall, their own space. Oh like, yeah. It was like it's oh like no 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 no. You're you're just, And not like you're but just, not in a really cool way. Yeah. Not in a like Artist Alley, Podcast Alley. They called it Podcast Alley. It was a legit alley that had a dead end that was around that was in between two like two parts of the building came together and there was like an incidental alley. They crammed us into that crevice. Yeah. And like you could and we missed so many people who were like, I was at Emerald City I didn't see you and it's like because there was no like good signage. There was like you just walked right. I past remember it. that year, and I wanted to participate in that, and I had to go hunting for it to find yeah. out it's upstairs in what now is Artist Alley area. But yes. like you said, buried against one wall, and it was really yep. disheartening when the next year they didn't take that and try to spin it into something bigger. It was just gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't believe they just did away with it. I was I was honestly hurt. I really was looking forward to participating in it. I felt yeah. like I feel like with podcasts like Emerald City and San Diego and all them, they just looked at it as. No, no, no. That's a poor man's panel. You got. You have to understand what we're here for. You know, like... Yeah. <laughs> um, As Spotify understood, how much do they just drop in podcasting over the last year or two? Yeah. Right? They're getting it. Yeah. Well, but they're getting it, like, two, three, five years too late. Yeah. You know, like, they're just behind. And it's just... I, I get it. Like, I get the, the reticence towards investing in what they consider to be new media you know like we don't want to i don't want to be the joke i don't want to i don't want to invest in quibi you know what i mean because quibi is quibi is straight up i'm old and i have no idea how the internet works how about this do you know what quibi is uh, sully yeah, actually, I've listened to a few podcasts where people break down some of the shows and stuff, but just seeing the board that put it together, the the leading founders, I yeah. immediately was like, nope, you've already failed. You need a different face on this thing. Yep. Tw- trillion dollars wasted. Waste, wasted. Well, yeah. and what's what we could have done with is, the fraction of that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Imagine imagine if you just like, if you were like, let's say you're like, I'm, I'm John Q. Businessman, and I have a very expensive suit that I wear to every meeting I go to, <laughs> and I go to a lot of meetings. And like... So he's got all this money, 
And he's like, I want to invest in comics. <laughs> like, I want to invest in, in comic media. Like, the least you do is you, you, you Google it. Oh, I don't know how to do that. Son, I need you to Google, you know, like, Google the larger. And then you just work, them, work it out with them. I mean, like, you know, you call up the biggest and you see, you know, and you see who reacts and what they're, and you get in, like, you didn't get into business necessarily by accident. Like, you know how to read people and read a room and understand, yeah. like, if someone's, like, a psychopath or whether they're, like, understand how media and business works. And so, and, and you miss, and you work it that way, but you go through them and you, like, imagine if it's, like, in, well, look at, look at how, um, how any new media company or any media company tries to invest in, like, remember when SourceFed Nerd got bought? by uh, now this and they re removed all their videos and just replaced all their videos with like new stuff and the like the audience just like um you can't just buy a million subscribers <laughs> and then exactly replace the did. entire audience yeah. <laughs> like the best part it. was the best part was when they did delete all the old videos like what did you think was gonna happen if you just right you just hired a bunch of new hosts <laughs> they didn't yeah yeah they didn't and, think and, and not even acknowledge it. They just rebranded it. Like, no, no, no. I just, I bought a channel with a million subs. And therefore, they will all watch what we give them. Like, that's, no. You don't just buy, like, sure, that might have worked if you bought, I don't know, some crappy cable channel. <laughs> right. And just put different programming on it. Yeah, that's how that works. You were trying to say just something? old. He was, yeah, he was trying to jump in there. Oh, I don't remember the thought, but I'll just say your performance of the businessman and his son was the best Queeby show I've watched. <laughs> it's a, it's a solid service. Wait, yeah, wait hold stuff. on, hold on, hold on. Have you actually watched Quibi? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. For me, I was going to be like, <laughs> I need some info on this thing because I'm not paying for it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I literally listened to one podcast. I won't name the podcast, but uh, they did an entire breakdown. They each watched three separate shows, at least three ep episodes, and they broke them down. And, and basically across the board, it sounded like it was just straight poo. I mean, it was nothing yeah. good. I mean, I didn't hear anything that enticed me to want to get the service. The people right. that I've seen that have done it, they said that there are some really sound ideas on there, but they're just not being delivered in a way that makes sense. Is, is what everyone's saying that I've, yeah. I've seen yeah. about it. And I've heard some of that content is actually going to go to other streaming services so they can try to at least recapital or recapture some of their funding that they put into it. The moment that's you the thing, start like, to see all those shows going to other platforms, like with DC Universe, that's when you know they either – like I still stand by my theory that DC Universe was intended to do that from the beginning because they moved way too quick in that direction. Quibi's they did just, very fast. Yeah, my theory, Sully, is that DC Universe was created with the intention of making those shows and giving them a home if they couldn't find another home. But since they never went international with it, they never did anything beyond that. I my theory was it was here's where the shows can go. We're gonna fund the shows, and if we can sell them, great. We're gonna that we can prove we can make shows about whatever people are willing to watch. That's what I think it was hmm. made for. Now I could be it's completely wrong, but. I could imagine actually in some way because it's like uh, remember when like when YouTube was like I'm gonna give like the top few YouTubers like a bunch of money and just yep. have them do stuff yeah and they gave Phil DeFranco a bunch of money and they were like you're gonna make like and he promised he would make something I don't know what it was it was gonna be like a like a sketch channel or something like that I thought, like, oh, I thought it was source yeah I thought it was source well no it be it was source fed but he lied to them because oh. he was like I want to make a new. He's like, I want to make a daily news channel. And they were like, no, 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 no. We're not going to fund that. And he's like, oh, I mean, we're going to make like sketch comedy. And they're like, oh, okay, here's all your money. And he just made SourceFed instead. And <laughs> it was like, I mean, like, there's no contract that said I had to make that. It's just that like they were provisionally giving me the money in, on some other premise. And so he just did that. And I can imagine them doing like DC being like, no, we're making a we're making a streaming service. And like they knew damn well that HBO Max was coming. And they knew that like 
if they create a streaming service, there's probably something within the, like the AT&T Warner Brothers contract that's like, if you make this, you must make this amount of content. You have to have this budget allocated for said content. You need to make this much of the budget allocated towards uh, advertising for said content, which is where we came in, and how they could afford to let us like go and do all these things. And it was like, maybe it was that they said, yeah, no, we're, we're making a streaming service, but really what we're doing is what you suggested, Benny, which was that like really we're making pilot programs for shows that are actually comic book accurate that are going to go to HBO Max and CW. Like, no, we're not really going to be genuinely making content, which is why they canceled the cheapest show they made, which was DC Daily. The uh, cheapest, easiest show to make. It yeah. costs... Like, I mean, the only reason why it costs so much is because they had, like, 19 hosts for some reason. It was probably, like, like, honestly, DC Daily. I, I thought about that. I think that that was the dumping ground for all the rest of the money. Right, right. It had to oh. be. So you hired 19 hosts for no reason. Oh, yep. we happen to have $100,000 left over. Okay, you need to spend that. And the reason why, Sully, this, back in the military, Budget. we would go and we would, the, in the military, we would go to the range. And if you went to the range and you said and you said I need four thousand rounds, you needed to use four thousand rounds. If right, you brought right. any of it back next time, they would say, "Well, you didn't you couldn't use get the it." Four thousand. Yeah, yeah. That's so I, budgeting in big business. Same yeah, scenario. That's right. It's we the end of the year. Spend it. Spend it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably were like, "There's like because DC Daily, for all intents and purposes, should have been you, me, and like three other YouTubers." It would have been <laughs> right. It would have been our podcast. It would have been just an easy show to make. They could have paid us anything. We would have done it, and it would have just been the cheapest, quickest, easiest show to make. They wouldn't have had to worry about production. They wouldn't have had to do anything editing. No, forget about it. And yet, they hired all these people who I know were taken care of financially, and they what talked about? It was so like by the numbers. It was so like regimented and being like. Just say nice things about this thing. And, you know, some of the hosts, like, didn't even read comic books. They were just like, okay, I'll just talk about whatever. Like, what do I need to know? Like, it was just it was just this this thing. And it was such an easy, quick, cheap thing to produce. But it looked impressive because it was, like, on a set with, like, lots of cameras and costumes and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and they canceled that first. That was the first thing they were like, oh, that's over. Like, really? Well, they the burned the budget. Thing they burned the, the budget. <laughs> right. Well, they're like, they're, they're, I think they're phasing it out. It's just like, it's done. No, 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 we're done. We're out. Like, that studio is just sitting up. there somewhere, too, probably. They probably yeah. haven't oh, taken it, it down yet. It was Machinima Studios. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because WB got bought bought Machinima, and that, like, yeah, it, yeah, we've been to the studio. It's it's actually not yeah. that large, either. It's not. Like, they, they had one area for, set, like, for shooting, like... But yeah, it was. I feel like, was nuts, I, I feel like but, we're pseudo on topic, but also like way off topic. I don't know. Yeah. Because <laughs> like the whole thing, I think if I, if I may, I think it's just like we're talking about how it's like, why did San Diego Comic-Con online fail? And it's like because of entrenched old management that refuses to grow and change and accept what we are. And it's like, on one hand, I appreciate that they took like any initiative and did anything and it's like, I appreciate that it took, like, it's like, how how great could San Diego Comic-Con have been in, like, three weeks? With, that, with three weeks worth of work and planning. Not great. It couldn't have been phenomenal. Yeah. But if they had, you know, thought about it or reached out to the right people, it could have been better than it was. And it's just because, I, and I think what we're doing is we're giving examples of times where it's like, where the old guard and Hollywood thought they knew better than the media that they wanted to exploit and use. You know what? And it was Sully, I got one that they for don't. you. I got one that's right. going to allot it for you. 
Funko is probably one of the biggest toy producers at this point. Bigger than Hasbro. Yep. Well, not bigger, or at least on par with like Hasbro and all these other big names. And in my opinion, part of the reason I love Funko products is because they're they're willing to try things. They're willing to do things. They're willing to adapt to the yep. times. Like, And I feel like that is what we're getting at with this. If you're willing to change and adapt, that's how you succeed as things move. Otherwise, you get left in the dust, you know? And I feel like that's yeah. what happened to E3. That's what's happening to San Diego unless they get their shit together. Now, they could take this and reflect on the whole thing and be like, hey, guys, we got to like rethink this. You realize how bad that yeah. was? <laughs> but I feel like the, the, the real concern is that they're going to go, well, thankfully, that was, a nice, that was a nice little incident. We're going to go back to norm. Business as usual next year. Well, why not? Why, they, you know, sorry, that's silly. I would say they they can't do that. For, I mean, we, we know the obvious reason. We could be in the same situation next year. But then the other part is, and we talked about this a little bit, will the fans come back? Are the other companies going to be there? Will life ever be the same again? And the answer is no across the board. We need to start planning for a hybrid model of San Diego Comic-Con that people can also enjoy from home. Yeah. But we still want to be able to have product on the floor, we still want to be able to have people buying stuff online. We need to up our internet so that everyone there can actually live stream and share photos and get the word out about how more awesome it is to be on the show floor than at home on your couch so yes. we can keep this thing going. But imagine the money they could make online if they sold some sort of Comic-Con at home subscription next year for that one month where you paid and got all your content and access to exclusives. And I mean, there is some money to be made there if they'll just imagine spend if a little time. Instead of yeah. giving you the Hall H experience with the echoey mics and the airy everything and the crappy 480 cameras, they actually just sat down for five minutes and said, okay, so let's make these three panel rooms viable to watch online. And then yeah. we can sell that, what you just said, Sully, for that. Yeah. Doesn't PAX do that? Where it's like you go, like most of the panels are streamed on their Twitch channel. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, but they're super low quality. That's the point I'm making. Like, that's weird because, like, I remember going to PAX East, PAX West, like, and, and like you could you could go to the panel or you could just walk through the. I remember being on like in the hallways and they had TV set up that were streaming the panels like yeah. through their Twitch channel, and I was like, but why they still didn't. Why is sound everyone good? doing this? That's my point, though. They still weren't high quality. It was still very low quality. That's weird to me. I was like, oh, I I just I didn't investigate it. I just assumed it was like. The future. <laughs> it's like, that's what we well, should what be I'm doing saying anyway. is if you could plan for that, what if you plan for that, Sully? And next year you lock in the guests, you lock in everyone, and you come in with a caveat. Your panel's still going to happen, but if we can't get you on the show floor, here's how we're going to handle it online. Brilliant. You know? Like I'm, I'm already excited about that idea. Like I, I would yeah. totally like. What do you want me to sign up? How do I, how do I pay you so I can watch that next year if I can't go? No, no, I we would, need, I would we throw need money get, at that. You and me, we'll organize the whole thing. We'll just, you know. We'll work pro bono for half the year, and then when we show we show that it works, you, you pass. <laughs> right. I'm in. I'm in. It's already better than my current rate. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess at the end of the okay, let me put it. The, let, let's let's kind of close out our because I feel like we're getting very doom and gloom, and I'm trying to like reel it back from that. Mm. Let's say, um, let's say this happens again next year, but Marvel and DC are not there. Oof. Okay, let, let's just say that's officially it. That, like, they're done. I'm, like, Marvel, yeah. Marvel's going to have one Hall H panel. DC's going to have one Hall H panel. They're going to have no presence on the floor next year. They're doing their own thing. What, do you think that's the beginning of the end? Officially the beginning of the end. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's like a, it's like you have a giant tent and you're taking down the the main tent poles or a giant right. building and you're taking down the pillars without those to build on. I mean, you can you can go with two out of three, but you can't you can't lose all three. There's no way. Yeah, I agree with that because that's kind of where we're at now. I think because like Marvel and DC were there, but they didn't put any effort into it. You know, like it was like no. Here's the comics. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Sal, and, and I, I, Sal and I, I think it's inevitable. About, well, Sal and I were talking about yeah, this. No, the ahead. big event in Marvel, DC right now, Sully, is death metal. All about death metal. Yeah. We had the writer of death metal on our show to talk about death metal. The biggest thing in comics right next to Deceased right now. And San Diego Comic-Con didn't have a single thing about death metal. What? <laughs> no. Wow. No. I saw, he did it. He had a, he, Scott was on a panel for San Diego and I don't remember what it was. He was wearing the same shirt that he was wearing for our show, which suggested to me that he recorded like all that San Diego stuff like two, three weeks earlier. I that he, he basically did, did it all did. that day, and that's why he was so easy to, I, to book that day. He was he was. Just I think it's why shit. he was. I think it's why he was like, "We got to do it, but it's got to be right now." <laughs> it's like because I got to record another thing like right after that and yeah. right before that. <laughs> I'm like, all set I'm up. shooting. Yeah, I'm set up. I got the lighting. I'm good. I got yeah. my nice shirt on. I'm good to go. Let's do this. It was really weird and the like, way he did by it. The way, we were supposed to have him on at the same time as you, and I got a message like last second. We got to go an hour early. Like I watched yeah. that one. Yeah, yep. yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. Like it was so weird because mm-hmm. like, we're like we can do it, but we're, it's gonna be a scramble. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was a great show, and he was awesome, and I'm so glad we got a chance to do it. But it's like that's so funny. Like I feel like yeah, that's exactly what happened. Which is like I get it, but at right. the same time, it's like dude. Well, not him, but like San Diego, like why wasn't it live? Like why not make a live show? I don't, I don't understand. That further proves our argument too. You guys yeah. stepped up and were able to do that on the fly with good quality, and yeah. you were able to get your audience involved, and you had a good showing. I mean, that's that just proves what we've been talking about. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Sully, you do basically the podcast style format like on a nightly basis. How how often do you change your show on the fly like that? Oh. I'm constantly changing. Yeah, I mean, somebody so, will bring something up and go, what about Stan Lee Pops? I'm like, hey, let's look at all my Stan Lee Pops. Hold on a second. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, is, I mean, that's why one of the reasons I have that stuff. But yeah, you have to be able to adapt yeah. and change on the fly. What if a big story breaks right now, something I want to talk about, and I'm going to go on at five. I'm not going to ignore it. I want to yeah. do something about it. I got a browser set up as one of my sources. so I can show people and we can talk <laughs> to it and, you know. Yeah. Hold on a second. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm Still Here says that Greg Capullo did a whole reveal for Death Metal at San Diego Comic-Con. So if that actually happened, which I believe you it did, I did not yeah. hear about that at all, which is even worse. No. <laughs> yeah, how do you not know? I don't know. That's even worse than they didn't get the guy. They did get him, or one of the guys on the project, and they just... How was that? Okay, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It was DC... The title of the panel is called DC at Home Day 2... DC at home is one word. <laughs> DC at home day two official panel Comic Con 2020 through IGN's channel 11,000 views. That's Decathlon? why I didn't hear about it. <laughs> like what? Jim Lee's on it. It's a it's a star studded panel, but you know, again, it's through IGN's channel. They should know how to tag and title their videos. Yeah, I but, say. Uh... There's a lot that goes into a title. You got to spend a couple minutes. It's not that last second thought when you go to hip go. Oh no no! Yeah. The title is the best thing about your stream or your or your thing. I mean, I'll admit I have some lazy titles, but I've been doing this long enough that sometimes I just go screw it. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Try- but but at the same time, there's been titles that I've agonized for four hours over. 
Like, uh-huh. yeah. is Batman dead or Batman dead? Like, do I add the is? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know the game. Yeah. Do I add the is? The is will make it more clearer. The other one will get a lot more clicks. <laughs> right. So. It's crazy. Well, I, you know, we I, I don't want to say we were all doom and gloom. I think what we're looking at, and we, we, we did have a little negativity, but we want it to be the best possible quality. If we're all going to be at home, we just want to see what we know is possible out there. I want to watch a panel like I saw in Hall H three years ago, and it is possible to come close. Yeah. It's not going to be the same, but it's possible yeah. to come close. Well, a Hall H panel is only limited by the amount of people who can be there. Mm-hmm. But like theoretically, a Hall H panel, like wouldn't it have been amazing to have like the kind of star power and enthusiasm about a Hall H panel? But like you had a million people there. Like you have the potential to have millions of people watch your panel as opposed to a thousand. Yeah, and it's like all you got to do is figure out what people want and make it happen for them. And if it was go. Marvel twenty twenty one films hosted by Tom Hiddleston, a million people right. would watch. Yeah, yeah. Today we're gonna to sit down and look at my career with Marvel. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I, then I squint at the thumbnail. Who are these people? Yeah, like, exactly. Right. <laughs> Give me some names. Give me some fire. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, if, there's, if there's no audience, you could have more cameras. Our chat's bringing up other. Our chat is doing a better job than San Diego did. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they know they're the audience. They're the guys <laughs> yeah. who watch. Live shows. They know what their expect what their expectations should be. Right. I've right. got multiple cameras. I have no budget. <laughs> I have a zoom in camera for product and a spinny yeah. wheel. It didn't cost me that much. In all honesty, is uh, Sully, you doing that stuff? Uh, and I've gone through a few of my my friend streamers. Is part of the reason I upgraded everything, and I'm only like one tenth of the way of what I'm getting to. Nice. So, <laughs> you if you know. need a producer, <laughs> yeah, help me do a better stream. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, I think at this point, guys, we're going to bring the show to a pretty much close because I think this, we're just going to start talking in circles at this point, I right. think. Yeah. Um, I will say as a final note, Sully, out of everything that did happen to San Diego, I think you followed up the closest. What what were you most excited about? What did you get excited about? And, and collectibles, I'm all on board with that because I got a feeling it was probably collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it definitely was. I mean, just getting access to exclusives. It was tougher this year because you did have the entire world going after it at the same time. I was able to snag a few things. I mean, to go even further, I think uh, Mondo did a really good job this year. I've been a big fan for a long time, and I got this amazing, this gorgeous uh, Martin Anson Star Wars timed release poster that they probably normally would have sold like, I don't know, 1,000, 1,500. I can't wait to see what the number on that thing is. I bet they sold 15,000 of that poster at $100 a piece. Kudos to Mondo. You did Damn. a great job. I love that poster. I can't wait to get it. I don't care how many are out there. No, I got yeah. mine too. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't. See, I got that and one. Now I need to hang see. out with you guys and steal yours. I mean... See yours. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the collectibles, and then when it came to panels, I did watch a few that were were pretty good. I really like Kevin Smith hosting uh, the Bill and Ted panel. I think he did a wonderful yes. job. They spent some time on graphics, still the camera and audio, but you know, yeah, yeah. Did you see the the Motu panel for him? Oh, I did not for his show Neither that's coming I. up. 
Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch that. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I can't wait for that show. I think we're like still a year out from getting that show. It's okay. It's okay. We want quality. <laughs> and man, that the voice I, cast alone has me sold. So yeah, the, the studio they're using is Powerhouse Animation. I've worked with them in the past. They're super fun. They like started out as like a flash animation studio for like yeah. for hire. And now they're like a, like a real studio. It's really cool. Like it's, I, I'm, I'm so hyped for that show. So they're real oh. fans and we're going to get what we deserve or what yes. we want because they're real I fans. I think so. And they're also going to be swinging for the fences because like, I don't know too many like TV studios that hire powerhouse animation. So they're going to be like, no, we're a real animation studio. Like watch us work. Like, awesome. You're going to see some like really cool stuff. Can't wait. So, all right. Well then uh, we're going to close out the show here, guys. Uh, Sully, we had a few people that came in midway through and they're wondering who the guy at the cap is. Why don't you let them know who you are and where they, who, who you, yeah, no, I said that right. Who you are, where they can find you. And for some reason, my brain was like, you said that wrong. <laughs> it was wonderful. I knew what you were going for. Yeah, everybody, my name is Sully. I am a free agent nerd. I am a podcaster, and I am an affiliate Twitch streamer. I uh, You can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at C-S-S-U-L-L-Y. I stream pretty much six nights a week. Only day I take off is Thursday. Come join in the conversation and the fun as I occasionally play video games, but mostly just show off fun stuff that I collect and talk with my audience. I love to engage. And then check out my podcast at Movie Retakes on Twitter and Movie Retakes pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah. No, he's a good friend. We hoping to have him on more shows, maybe with some with more centralized topics. But hey, I had a lot of good with our topic today. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Uh, either way, good. thank you guys so much. Don't forget, this is on the Comic Story and Podcast channel. We stream every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Various podcasts talking about comic books, comic book news, fun just games. We do all kinds of weird stuff here. Thursday will be our Capes and Pals superhero D&D game. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can find Sully over in his channel. Uh, I may or may not be live on my channel after this. You can find me doing solo stuff at Comic Story and Gaming here on Twitch. And uh, Sal is over at Comic Pop. I don't think I give you your proper intro this time. Uh, Comic Pop. And uh, right now, I believe Tiffany is playing Comic Book TV. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's just Comic Pop now. We dropped the TV. Twitch.tv slash Comic Pop. We got it back. Nice. Yeah. So that's the end of today's <laughs> show. We'll see you guys next week right here on Tuesday.